Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the weekly podcast, or should I say bi-weekly, because we missed one. Oh, There was just no time in the week, was there? Is it is it bi-weekly? I think bi-weekly, is that two a week, or is fortnightly as once every two weeks? I don't know. Oh, I thought bi-weekly was every other week. That's what I think you might be right. Don't know. Okay. Well, you should, because um, you're the cleverest bloke I know, you and no, Chris Finch. <laughs> IQ of 146. <laughs> oh. uh, my dad did test my IQ once. What was it? He's an educational psychologist, my dad. He tested all of us. I think there were two sorts. There was verbal and non-verbal. Verbal, I was all right. I think non-verbal, I wasn't great. So it's like practical IQ. So how good are you at like fixing things? If you're Natural a, thinking, like not great. If your old man was a doctor, mate, like a doctor of medicine, it it diagnosed you with verbal diarrhea, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look, we're, we're sorry about this. Um, yeah, We are sorry story. because we did plan on doing a podcast up in Leeds on Monday, but time just got away from us. We had to shoot in the cars after we did the We Love Sport app event in the evening, which was really great, which we had Greg O'Shea and Dylan Hartley and uh, we had to shoot down to Blackheath to do some filming for ITV. You might have seen it, The Sting, before England v Wales. Just about the old times. Um, the good old days between 64 and 79. <laughs> <laughs> Those good old days. <laughs> Those Just good. before we were born. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't quite sure how it was going to turn out. Because we had to do. We had to sometimes get out of our comfort zone and stand up and move. but And perform. But it worked. Yeah. It worked. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was good. So we've had a really busy week. Um, we're really sorry that we missed the podcast. But we're here now. And let's talk. Firstly, let's not talk about what great TV shows are on. Because I'm now into Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. Really like it. Same. Um, but let's talk about, first off, the news. It's late news. But how much did the effect of Manu Tuolangi not being involved um, think it affected the build up at all to the England squad I'm just getting in there straight mate like there's, there's no messing around today there's no foreplay I'm going no, look look we, we missed a week on our podcast um, we we were just we just couldn't do it we couldn't do it um, and it's our podcast and we're not you know we're not like slaves to the man are we Um and if we just can't do it, we can't do it. It's the first time, I think. Slaves I think to the, the rhythm. first time we've missed one. Yeah, slaves to the rhythm. As I'm doing that, I'm um, hooping. Well, you tell me if it affected the way they play. You're a centre. Uh, yeah. Well, it did, yeah. They won. Um, Thank pro- you. Probably shouldn't have, but they did win. But they, you are... think they shouldn't have won? No. I think Wales had far more opportunities. We're going to get round to that. All right. But All right, boy. This was Manu, the narrative. The thing, this was the The thing narrative. about Manu is... Yeah, no, it's difficult because we we did a we did an event early in the week, didn't we? In a private event, and um, just me and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people ask people ask us this stuff all the time, and I was like, the whole notion of Manu Tuolangi and Toby Falatau having played a game and a bit each, 
and then being straight back in test teams for a game this big is just ridiculous. Manu gets injured and I'm almost like, see, told you so. And then Falatau plays 80 minutes and is the best player on the field. Yeah, I might have to eat some of my words. I knew that would happen though. I knew it because he's done it so many times, Falatau, like been out for periods and then just come straight back in. Uh, mm. People were saying, wow, should he? You know, should he get straight back? Of course he should. He's a world-class player, a proven uh, world-class operator has to be in, has to be in. Like, and he was, he was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think England definitely miss a player like that, like a, a man who, like an enforcer, someone that you know can can do all of the the tight stuff, can get them over the game line, guaranteed game line, I should say. Uh, Freddie Stewart is your biggest back at the moment, and mate, he was fantastic in the air and such a big, powerful unit. Uh, you know, every time he takes contact, he dominates it. But like what me and you used to be like. Um, mm. So, yeah, I did think they missed it. It would have unsettled England a fair bit, um, just with players coming in late and combinations. And England look far more dangerous when you have got a Manu-type player. Um, but ended up winning. But we should let's just go straight into it, shall we? Let's just go straight. Fine, let's into go it. straight into it because, yeah, look, we we've all got. We've all got lives to get on with. We both feel terrible about having missed the podcast last week. I mean, we don't. Um, I just got quite a lot of messages about it and I just thought I'm not going to reply to everyone because we'll explain ourselves on this pod and we're very sorry. Mm. Um, but did you enjoy your day at Twickenham? Yeah, I did. Um, did a little bit of work for Incognito Group first at Richmond Hill um, Hotel with Anthony Watson, BFF. Met him twice. Um, we get on. We get on. I don't know if it's because we're both pacey backs and you mm. know, we just had that look. Yeah, you've done it. I've done it. It's whatever. just a nod, isn't it? It's just yep. a look. And Bobby Skinstad, who is everything you can imagine and more. Yeah. And Men want to be him. Women want to be <laughs> yes. him. Smells of diversity. An old, old wooden ship. <laughs> but, uh, so, and then went across to the green room green room fantastic as always Johnny Gould and Durders just boss it one upstairs was there an upstairs and a downstairs yeah one upstairs yeah, yeah. one downstairs um, I'll tell you the highlight of my day though there was a couple um, did a Q&A on stage with Jiffy Tins and Ben K you know and the Q&A went on a bit because we were late starting and it was 10 minutes. I had to get to five live to, oh, stress. to do commentary. Stress. stress. And I was saying, uh, Gouldy, I've got to leave, mate. I've got to leave. I've got to do comms because I've got to get from the Beaumont suite all the way around the stadium up to level four to M7, uh, traffic central with people. Mm. And Ben Kay pulled me in and everyone held me back and wouldn't let me go for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> honestly I was oh. sweat it laughing sweating yeah <laughs> this is so much fun oh. you, did, you didn't want to get serious you didn't want to turn a wrestle serious did you like no. you did in Tenerife with Matt Leake All you didn't right. want to turn a wrestle serious no, no but anyway I got there and as they run out for the anthems so panic over but as I was walking off stage I saw Ben Shepherd in the crowd he held his fist out for a fist pump I fisted it and went with the hand and carried on. And that was like, yeah, you know. Did you make it? Shepherd loves me. Yes, I it? made it. Of course I made it. Of course I made it. You know what I'm like? Someone even tweeted me saying, you were in a rush, weren't you? Good step on you, mind. Yeah, yeah. You can't stop for any selfies, can you, when you're running to comms? No, I had a hat nope. on. I had a hat on. Yep. And... It was only when you got to level four, though, you realised, oh, no, it's like the M25 in rush hour with people. Yeah. But got there and did the game with uh, Chris Jones, nine. Didn't realise he was a nine until we went to KCS lunch in Smith & Walensky's on Friday. Which yeah. Was ruddy, brilliant. Yeah, And nice. uh, Dawson of Matt. Oh, right, of course, yeah. So how was it? How was the Five Live gig? Do you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I just Although, think lack of um, forward knowledge in that panel, I would say. No. Not yes. At not at all. Chris Jones, nine, mate. He's really close to the action when he's playing Phew. for KCS old boys. Uh, but look, the only the only thing is, and you've got to do it, 
is you get into the game and then there's there's so many football updates, isn't there? So, oh right, yeah. You, obviously, it's it's five live. You you've got to keep people entertained and keep um, people aware of what's going on in the football. So, but it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, shall we? T- where were you for the game? Quickly. Uh, quickly. All oh, right. Um, no, no, don't have to be quickly. I don't know why I said no, that. I, no, I know, I know, I know. I, I was, no, it won't take long. I was hosting the HSBC suite with um, George North, Danny Kerr, Maggie Alfonsi. Oh, really, really good friend. Really relaxed. It's a brilliant day. Brilliant day. But it was easy. Enjoyed it. Easy is not the right word. It was It was great fun. Um, Where did you watch the game? I choose always not to go into the stadium. I stay, well, into the seats. I stay and watch it on... TV with a bit of lunch and a coffee um, and even a pint here and there and I sit and actually watch and listen because I see much more of the game that way and I prefer it mm. okay yeah um, what do you think of the game um, first half we could almost delete the first half because it was so dull wasn't it it was dull and a little bit worried about what was going to go on in the second half because do you know what? it took so long for things like reset and scrums for line outs yeah. like Mike Adamson didn't have a great game, uh, but Wales' discipline in the first half was pretty poor. Look at the penalties, you know, trying to run the ball out of their own 22. When it's not on, there's not a numerical advantage there. It's man on man. Alex Cuthbert gets tackled. Otoji straight in. Thomas Williams needed to clear that threat. Needed to do it a couple of times. Needed to do it in the second half when Jack Noel gets a penalty uh, on the same player and Alex Cuthbert difficult for scrum half sometimes because they're looking for the ball to get it away but you know the good ones the really well he is good Thomas Williams but the great ones uh, will hit that ruck will go over and secure the ball and a couple of times he didn't do that apart from that I thought he was ruddy excellent he's the only player in that Welsh black guy that is a genuine threat to the line and Alex Cuthbert is and some other players are but in around that 9, 10, 12, 13 he is he is the player that will make a break um, so he was good, but we were just pinged for sealing off, um, rightly so. You know, a couple of tackles were we were not back, and then you've got players like Will Rowlands just trying to go over the ruck and can't keep their uh, balance, hands over the top. It's quite easy for a ref to see that. Tane Basham, another one, grabbing hold of the player as he goes down on the floor. Um, yeah, there's got to be separation, sealing off the ball, not making it um, a contest for England. So you blink, and you're nine points down, mate. And then you go into half time, twelve points down, and you're thinking, Strugsville. You're in Strugsville. Yeah, yeah. and you've you're just given England easy points, really easy points. Haven't really had to work from too hard. Yeah, they, you know, England were, were pretty good defensively and pretty sharp, but it's it's Wales's own fault, is my point being really. Um, no shots were really fired, mate, in the first half, were they? Uh, Liam Williams. Gamble pays off. You know, you could say, well, it was stupid. You know, he shouldn't be doing that. But it did pay off because England didn't score from the result in scrum. Wales win it and clear their lines. Only three points were scored during that period. Uh, one issue, Thomas Francis yeah, has to be removed from the field. Has to be taken out of the hands of anybody. The Welsh doctor is on the sidelines. So that's near impossible to spot every collision. The independent doctor who's there... Um, whether or not they do or or not, they need to be looking at every single collision on that field. Maybe they need more of them because he gets up, he's wonky, he's off balance, he stumbles, um, but then he passes the HIA when he gets taken off. He he needs to stay off. You know, if we want to make the game safer, the decision needs to be made. Right, he has to come off because that is a severe knock to the head. He's off balance. Um, he can't steady himself. So a little bit of a worry there. Um, and Leon Brown came on and, and did a pretty decent job. I watched that Thomas Francis thing and I haven't properly looked at it yet, but my social media's gone mad about it. Like I'm, I appear to be someone that someone's copied in to say, isn't this a disgrace or whatever. And, <laughs> the prop expert. And I, 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 mean, I haven't sat down yet, so I haven't properly looked at it. But it's like, it's, you know, I there's a big difference between someone seeing that and ignoring it and flagrantly I think someone said flagrantly ignoring the rules and player welfare legislation and stuff and a big di- and someone just not seeing it 
Mm. Now, it, there are a lot of collisions, and in a lot of collisions, there are more than one collision. Um, and I, my only presumption, I don't, I haven't, again, I haven't read it through yet, but my only presumption is that it's been missed, and it shouldn't be missed, but it has been missed. And I expect that as we go on, five years from now, there will still be the odd knock that is missed. Because it's there's, you know, a lot of moving parts and the angles are infinite mm. and and all that of, of collisions and I, I mean, looking at it, I didn't notice it when I was watching it. I mean, it's not my job to notice it. I was having a cheese and biscuits at that point, mm. um, and a coffee. But it's it's not it's not my job. But I didn't see it. I definitely didn't see it. The first time I saw it was on a slow mo on Twitter that someone put up. So, you know, it's it shouldn't be missed. Sometimes I think things were missed. And the only, my only presumption having you know, from a position of relative ignorance, is that I presume it was missed as opposed to ignored. Well, the, Owen Watkin was on the floor as well with loads of blood coming out of his well, head. He's so. the one I was looking at. I remember yeah, that exactly. collision because I was looking at the blood on him. Yeah. yeah, and that's a collision that happens a lot, you know, when two players make a tackle and collide with each other. Um, but, yeah, but he... Um, anyway. Cuthbert, yeah, Cuthbert played well, didn't he? Mate, so well, so well. Massive week for him as well because um, he, it was his 50th cap he had uh, his second child was born in the week and you know, imagine the emotion behind that as well back in to the team um, second yeah. start you know taking Lewis Rees-Samet who's perceived as a golden boy of Welsh rugby now you know so a lot of pressure on him to perform and phenomenal you know the amount of carries he had with the distance made was was brilliant look like his vintage old self you know such a strong player as well. And he's a player that suits the way Wales play at the moment because Wales don't play with a great width. Um, it's not as if the wingers have loads of space and time. You know, you have to create your own um, space, really. And he does that through sheer strength and power, which he did. You know, there's a couple of times he just shrugged off tacklers and made scintillating breaks. He was he was brilliant, as was Faletau. Um, wow, was he good. The tackles, the carries, Falatau as well. There's there's a couple of players in that Welsh team which are really intelligent forwards. Um, Jack Morgan is is one, and Falatau is another. Because when when the action isn't around them, all they do is unselfish stuff like keep the width. So they stay in the five meter channels, and you might look at and think, oh, you know, that's lazy, not getting on the action. It's not lazy at all. Um, it's an unselfish act because. If you don't keep the width, it's easy for defenders to mark up, you know, because they're not worried about a crossfield kick or, or they're not worried about a 30 meter pass going over the top where mm-hmm. there is a player standing. He's one that does it continuously, and it stretches defenders, uh, and defenses aren't quite sure how wide to space then, and it creates space elsewhere. And he is brilliant at it, and that's one issue I got with the Welsh team at the moment is not enough players are probably rugby is rugby intelligent like he is um and that's evident in the game because 31 minutes Wales had a massive 3v1 overlap and Adam Beard had the option to put it out the back to Nick Tompkins hits it short to Ross Moriarty you know teams like Ireland are all over that teams like Ireland are again that ball wide and whether it's communication whether it's noise whether it's it's just not knowing what to do. Um, but there was like three or four instances through that whole game, the same. Thomas Williams makes a break off, off a kickoff. And I, paw- I did um, Scrum 5 yesterday, I paused it, and you've got three Welsh players all running towards that ruck. The ruck is one already. And then you've got the three Welsh players basically getting in the way. And if they come back and take mm. their own space, there's a, there's a clear overlap. You know, so it's just... We're, we're a bit fixated in running hard lines off nine, running hard lines off ten, like we did against Scotland, rather than, you know, keeping the width and playing to where the space is. Uh, in another another instance when Dan Bigger hits Josh Adams, Josh Adams throws a really long pass, uh, ends up hitting, I think, Tane Basham, who gets knocked back by Elliot Daly. And there's, but there's space there, but players aren't, players are getting too crowded, they're not taking their own space, they're not, you know, when you take your own space, you become a threat then. When one or two players are in the same area, it's quite easy to, to mark up. So that was the issue. That There were chances there for Wales. They outscored England three tries to one. You don't often lose a game where you outscore a team by that amount of tries. 
Um, Gareth Thomas had a chance to hit Tane Basham, carries it into contact, and uh, he actually had a, a good game when he came on. Gareth Thomas, you know, made an impact. As yeah. did Leon Brown. Yeah. We had a line out in the first five minutes, five meters out. Try a tricky line out where no one jumps. Um, you know, just trying to go to the front, but Carl Sinclair's got his hand right in the air to stop that ball. So, yeah, they will be disappointed, Wales, because I think they had more opportunities in England, but just that first half killed them, mate. And the try as well. What do you make of the try, Flats? Um, Maratoji. What do you make of the um, knocking Adam Beard? Do you know the no, weirdest thing? If you if you've got something to show me, show me because I have looked. I spent twenty minutes yesterday trying to find on the internet a decent angle of it. Because again, I wasn't commentating on the game, so I wasn't allowed to ask for replays or anything like that. I've spent I've spent about fifteen minutes before we came on air trying to find a decent angle of it. I cannot find one. I cannot find a decent angle of it. And not because I'm English. I couldn't give a toss who wins the game, to be honest with you. But I got one for you. The way I, I did, I, I did BT with um, Craig Doyle yesterday, and we are, we talked about the Six Nations quickly first. I said, the, the thing is, it was such a massive overthrow that that is what takes your attention. And and the point, the question was, because it's such a such a bad overthrow, major overthrow. Does it not make you want to go back and think why did that happen? And I think. Genuinely, like if the the Welsh lineout's been improving, but the Welsh lineout making a, a mistake is not as big a surprise as say Jamie George. If Jamie George got something that wrong, people who know their rugby would be like, "Whoa, that never happens." Or if the Springbok lineout went that wrong, you'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, that never happens." Um, so you might look closer, but it was such a major overthrow that I think it just took all the attention off what might have happened at the line-out. And that doesn't mean it's right. It means that had it been, had it been, they gone and had a look at it, if there's any contact on from Itoji on Beard, then it won't be allowed. Any, it doesn't have to be a major knock. Any, any He's not allowed to make contact with him before he's jumped and then before he's landed, basically, unless he's competing in the air without getting hook in the arms. So there's a very good chance that wouldn't have been allowed, yeah. But... It's, you know, I, I don't know if people were saying it at the time. I was surrounded by people that knew a lot about rugby and not some of whom were Welsh. Not one person mentioned it. It's, a, it's one of those things. It's like, it, it's not like, well, you know, that happened. At, that would have happened at five other lineouts in the game. That isn't the point, but it is a point. It's like, well, you know, if it's not if it had happened to you, you wouldn't have minded. Um, it's it's not that either. It's like the wrong. If if there was contact, it was missed. And England were awarded a try they shouldn't have been awarded. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as I've well. Just, I just have not seen. If anybody wants to send me an angle of it that's actually decent and you can actually see what's going on, a close up or whatever, let me know. But I'll I have not you, seen one yet. I'll send you a couple, boy. Um, I think as well they were more interested. Well, the TMO seemed more interested in the grounding of the ball by Don Brown, which was a classy finish. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, there is there is a knock. Um, it was unseen. Ellis Ellis Genge was Ellis Genge was fantastic. I thought. Did you see Absolutely him fantastic. covering back when Liam Williams goes yep. around the outside? It's it's phenomenal for a prop to be yep. as mobile as that, and that's where you see what what work rate is like. Not in attack, it's in defence, and you know, saw Finn Russell do something. Um, completely opposite to Ellis Kenge at the weekend when he kicked the ball through and DuPont ends up catching it and he just ambles back. Um, but the actual attitude of of Genge and players defensively speaks a lot about them. It's it's difficult with someone like, what do you do? Like, if, Say if Ellis Genge had quite a good game in attack but was lazy in defence, it's like, well... Ellis, you were lazy in defence, so we're going to pick Marla next week, or we're going to pick Mako, or we're going to pick Bevan Rod. Like they've got loads of options, right? Yeah. So Genge was fantastic. I thought best game I've seen him play for England by a mile. Um, but if Finn Russell does the odd thing like that, what are they going to do? Yeah, and that's not why he's doing it. He doesn't. He's not strutting around like someone who's undroppable. But what are they going to do? He is playing next week, so that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree. But it's, it's difficult. It's a bit. It was high, It was highlighted, and that's why I saw it on Twitter. Just yeah, me too. Me too. I didn't notice it at the time. Um, but on that on that game, how good were France? 
Yes. Yeah. So right, England, Wales put to bed. England did enough. Um, ben Young's made a big impact when he came off the bench as well. Marcus Smith varied the game really well. Freddie Stewart was phenomenal. Took everything in the air. Um, Toji was was very good. Probably England's best player, although got away with a couple of things. But just played yeah, for but, the ref. Yeah, but players do. That's I get what the best players do, yeah, boy. Yeah, right. yeah, Richard McCall made a career out of it. We know. Um, yeah, Haskell didn't. Got pinged every single time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there we go. Um, now, yeah, France. Oh, by the way, oh, sorry. I know I, I, I'm the one who moved on to France, but one yeah. quick question. Yeah. I was watching Wales at the weekend and I was sitting with George North mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, Wish I fully fit George North yeah. at 13. Yeah. So leave leave the back three as is. Mm. Josh Adams, Cuthbert, Williams, George North at 13. I think it's a really good idea. I mean, I know he hasn't played for ages, but uh, doesn't seem to stop people he, getting picked. Is he fit this weekend? Do you know? Yeah. So Ospreys have got Zebre, I think. Um so, so you might play for Ospreys. Yeah, you'd have to, mate. You can't I don't think you can go you can't go straight back in. No one does that. Falata only played about eight minutes, did he? No, he played no, eight and a half. No, I know he did, yeah. Know. Um so maybe, maybe because as good as like Nick Tompkins had a good game and he's, Watkin, I think he's very good. Yeah. And Watkin had a good game. Uh, both really good defensively. Um, line speed was much, much better against England defensively. You know, we weren't passive. We were really passive against Ireland and, and passive against Scotland. This time it was aggressive and it was, um, it, it really uh, enabled Wales to, to stop the England attack. But yeah, I would move George straight in because he's that good. Uh, he's, he's proven to be that good. So if he plays well for... Ospreys and plays a full 80 minutes I would have no problem starting him for France because if there's one thing you need against the French mate it might be a bit of size but also like I say this is it in Paris or Cardiff Cardiff you're coming to it like, Friday night that's why I'm coming to you uh, they're not going to beat France unless they do something really different <laughs> they're not no, like, no, as, no. as things stand they they could do with trying something different and a, a different way, of, not a different way of playing, but if they've got a weapon to bring in, bring him in because on yeah. current form, they lose that game. So you, you have to score tries against France because they will score tries yeah. against you. Um, That's it. That's the best be, way to put it. It's going to be very difficult to defend and play like, not a negative game, but play a back foot game, like a defensive setup game, like something in football to stop them from scoring. You, you have to do something because, should we move on to France now? Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Go on. They're good. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Didn't they? 
they are so good. Uh, Dupont's good, isn't he? He's all right. And to Mac, is he all right? He's all right. They're good kids. They've got some good kids. Like, look at their look at their team. Like, they're they're not lazy at all. They've got a great attitude, a great work ethic. They've got size, um, but with that size comes brilliant skill. You know, offloading. Every player is comfortable offloading. They look like a really well drilled machine. Um, so, for instance, when it's on. They all know either to go out the way or where to stand or, or what to do. So the communication along the line and everyone um, realising what to do is fantastic. You've got individual athletes that can just rip teams apart. So Dupont, Entomac, Fiku, he's running 30 metres around the outside of everyone to smash through a Scotland player and score in the corner. Um, they're... There's not many weaknesses to that team now, Flats. Um, can can you pinpoint any weaknesses? Like, let's find one. Where would you attack them? I'll um, go up the guts, mate. You know, I'll go <laughs> up the guts. Stick it up the jumper. Yeah, I'd soften them up through the middle, and I'd, then I'd spin it wide. <laughs> Hands in the That's corner. <laughs> I'd bring JPR back on a switch around the back of the scrum, and he'll end up going under the post. But decoys, do your job. Hold them. Spin it wide. Gas them on the outside. You will walking down Wigan. You will have opportunities. Like all teams have opportunities. Um, Scotland had some, and you know that it was that sort of thirty-five minute to the forty-five minute period where the game got away from Scotland, and you know the hole opened up. Um, it was a really nice switch and um, switch of play, and Van der Merwe comes through, brings on Chris Harris on a switch, and if that ball goes to hand then I think the game is completely different. But uh, it's, a little, know, did it. it's a little bit out in front of Stuart Hogg. Maybe should have taken it. It's, it's a difficult ball to take full tilt. Um, you know, when, you, when you're running that fast, it needs to be right in your bread basket. Um, probably didn't need to throw it all the way over the top because there was two other players outside him. But Did though, didn't he? You need to finish that. And if you finish that, the game is completely different. Scotland take the lead and then there's a little bit more pressure on France, but they didn't. And uh, France ended up coming back, you know, the, the, the bounce back over the top and Jonathan Dante collects in scores. And they're never coming back from that because France are too good defensively. They're too good in attack. Um, they're too strong. They're too powerful. So basically I said yesterday, you know, what Wales need to do um, to beat France is everything better than France. Do what you're doing. Do it better. Do it. Do it. 25% better. All right. I had a coach. I'm not going to say his name because I love him, but I had a coach once um, who said, do what you're doing to the team at half time. Sorry, we're losing. Do what you're doing. Do it better. At the moment, you're doing everything six out of 10. Do everything eight or nine out of 10 and you'll win the game. Mm. That was a half time tea talk. There we are. But Friday night it is. You're coming. You're coming to me with John Thomas. So it's not this Friday, is it? No, no next it's Friday. Friday. Don't be late like last time. Otherwise, I won't give you a little flannel to mop your brow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then take what's it off. Dress, you with what's the, the dress code in your corporate? I know we're in Wales, so I have to have to wear um, a short sleeve Lacoste shirt, camouflage. Anything camouflage is fine. And yeah, some load of gold rings and a pint of Stella as an accessory is if that what you've got, to do in if Wales? you've got like a camouflage compression top if not I'll order you one short sleeve <laughs> a pair of tight jeans and really white trainers excellent yeah oh god I have to be teeth done aren't I before I come over yeah get down the vets oh, is it is it too late to is it too late to get on the juice and turn up absolutely massive and aggressive covered in fake tan do we got I shouldn't stereotype not all Welsh people are like that your dad's not like that just wear wear what you normally wear to international games a pair of red trousers a white shirt and a jumper around your collar <laughs> and some boat shoes and a jumper thrown over my shoulders yeah. and a signet ring oh um, yeah so uh, I'm, I'm looking uh, the one weakness I can see in the French team is if 30 of them get food poisoning yeah I'm kind of look I'll be honest with you Tom Boy I'm I generally most of the games that Wales play I'd rather they won I don't really care but I'd, I like them winning because it makes our chats better but um, I I don't want them to beat France I want France to beat them I don't care about how many points but 
because I'm commentating on France-England, I want that to be France going for the slam, England trying to spoil the party, bit yep. of story. Yeah, it's always nice when it comes down to the last game, isn't it? Because you'll have all the permutations of what teams need to do, how many points they need yeah. to score. Uh, bonus points could be key. Wales got a bonus point uh, against England, which, which could be key in the final standings. You know, whether it's- but if England beat Ireland, which people aren't, say suggest on form wouldn't happen, but they might, of course, they could, then... England could well be going for the Six Nations title in Paris while Paris are going for the slam. I mean, that, yep. that is a feasible outcome, isn't it? Yeah, that happened in 2009 when Ireland won the Grand Slam. Yep. Wales could have taken it, but it was man of the match that day as well. You were? For Ireland. <laughs> Old jet boots. I wasn't, I wasn't Old jet great. Old turnstile. Mate, once, true story, I was at um, Leicester Tigers once watching Leicester Quinns because we were going out. I went up to meet George Shooter for his birthday and Matt Powell was playing for Quinns and we were going out with George afterwards and I was injured or whatever, as usual. And um, there was one, the ball got kicked over the head. I think it was Leon Lloyd booted the ball. Matt Powell, Powell he was covering in the backfield and he had a fully 15, 20 metre head start. Lloyd, he still overtook him, beat him to the ball and scored the winner. And the pitch announcer, how imagine this happening these days, Leicester Tigers, man of the match, Matt Powell. <laughs> it was the Quinn scrum half and everyone cheered. And the lads all called him Jet Boots. <laughs> jet Boots. So bad. Imagine that now. I met one of Chin's mates on Saturday. Uh, he drove down with him in the car. Um, he basically oh, Ollie McGinn. Yeah. Yeah, good That's guy. It. Yeah. Yeah, nice pink shirt, white t-shirt. Quite right. Yeah. It's a uniform fella. It's the standard uniform. I, w- I went. I went to. I went to. The, I think it was a Premiership final once in red chinos. All over from Bromley was, get them trousers off, was Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> get them trousers off. I said, I've got no others. He goes, you're better off wearing nothing than them, mate. <laughs> get them trousers well, off. No, I've seen it. You've seen it. You've seen my bum. Um, okay, so final game of the weekend was Ireland, Italy, over in Dublin. Game Come ruined on straight away. Yep. Uh, there's got to be a different ruling for this. Well, know? okay, so here's the thing. Two hookers in the squad. Yep. One's injured, so he's gone. He's a goner. Yep. He can't come back on. Yep. The next guy gets a legitimate red card. Yep. He's gone. What do you suggest happens to the scrums? Uncontested. Has to be uncontested. Yep. So then then what about... Um, so they're uncontested. Yep. And the team has to be down to 14 men. Yep. So... But then... But then... Yeah, do they have to bring? Explain what happened to the people at home because you don't know, okay? Because you're no, struggling. I do. They have to. They have to bring another front row on, don't they? And then they lose. Yeah, yeah, they bring another front row on, but they lose someone else. So it's down to thirteen men. So you're penalised twice, basically. It's to stop teams from pulling a crafty one. You know, going to uncontested scrums. So I think didn't it happen with Leicester and Bristol and. Borthwick was having a go at Pat Lamb. Was that it? Was similar? a similar thing, and there's also well, that was saying well, John Arfoa can't come back on because yep. he came off injured, but he didn't. Yeah, that so I I think allegedly that was um, a lie. Yeah, but I think if it's a red card, if if you you get a red card, that is enough punishment. You're losing a player already. You shouldn't need to lose um, another player on top of that. So that yeah, but rule, you, go on. Yeah, but the point is, they then have to bring a front rower on. Yeah. So they have three props on. Yep. Because say it's like, oh, we've lost our hooker and the scrums are uncontested. So bit of a pain at lineouts, but otherwise we're all right. Um, but the other teams still have three front rowers on who are the, by definition, the least mobile players on the field. So yeah it's it's to even that up isn't it so it's like if your hooker gets sent off and he's the second hooker out of two the one's injured you basically lose effectively an attack a, a more mobile player isn't mm-hmm. it that that's kind of how it goes so it's it it it's designed to stop teams thinking well we can invert commas twist our ankle or pop a shoulder here and we can wander off and actually the scrums are no longer a threat to us so you delete that threat but we also keep all of our best most mobile rugby players on the field. Yeah, the but front that's not red not... card though. So no, but it, no, but that's to stop them doing that. Isn't yeah, it? that's the, to stop the ruling them doing is that. to stop them doing that. Yeah, but I think for a card you shouldn't be penalised twice. I think penalised already losing one player. 
Um, so you've then got four. You've then got fourteen. You've got yep. everyone except the hooker, but the opposition have got a full front row and fifteen. Yep. 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 Um, and <sighs> mate, it's a, it's an entertainment game as well. Okay, so people have paid good money to to go there to watch a good game. Now, granted, Ireland might win, and, and you know would have won, I think, anyway. But the game was just completely gone then. Completely gone. Like. Now, Ireland would take nothing from that game. They scored some nice tries, and Mike Lowry looked sharp, and other players looked sharp, and you know Johnny Sexton came on. Mike Lowry. Lo- yeah, loads of good performances. But it was against 13 men, so you, you can't really... Wasn't it against 12 at one point? Yeah, because there was another yellow <laughs> yeah, card yeah. as well, because Italy were under so much pressure. But it just it ruined the game. Um, there should have been a card to one of the Irish players. It might have been Ryan... Uh, Bird, yeah, Ryan Bird. There was a high shot on one of the Italians. It wasn't picked out, uh, and it was high, and it looked like a red card. But John- Jonathan Liu, the, the game, journalist. Do you ever read Jonathan Liu's stuff? No. Oh man, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Do. Oh, he's brilliant, man. Everything he writes is brilliant. I think. But um, he uh, he just tweeted as he's watching it. He said, "Hmm, thirteen players, thirteen players, and no scrums. This is a good idea for a game." As in rugby league. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It's a rugby league team against yeah. the rugby union team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very clever. That. So, yeah. Um, it's a non-game really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So Don't get injured, lads. It's a non-game. That's Italy's well, hundred yeah. Six Nations defeat. Oh, and there's a lot of pressure on Italy at the moment because of what came out about South Africa wanting to join and Italy losing 34 on the bounce now, 35. We haven't done the South Africa thing. So, yeah. Um, quick, quick, quickly okay. tell us what you think. No way. South Africa, no getting an agenda. Um, not at all. Mm. I, it's a European tournament. It's about progressing European teams. Um, now, South Africa part of the Southern Hemisphere, I would like to see seasons aligned. That's the biggest thing for me. So we align our seasons or South Africa align. Uh, like Southern Hemisphere. Band. Align our se- align their seasons. Yeah, should we call ourselves aligned seasons, seasons. aligned um, together? Um, we play the Six Nations whilst uh, Rugby Championship plays their tournament. They add Fiji, they add Japan, they make it six. We have six teams. Um, Italy are in, mate. They're in. They're a shareholder. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. You you could look at promotion and relegation. You know, with Georgia, but Italy are always going to beat Georgia. Uh, so they're in. We just have to stick with them, and we have a super playoff. The winner of the Six Nations plays the winner of the Rugby Championship for winner takes all. Brag no holds barred. Um, I don't. I don't want South Africa in at all. And I know I'm. I don't have the final decision, but I've certainly got quite a big say in what goes on. Apparently, have yeah. I, I just look at it and think, what does it do to the other major? What it do the other Southern Hemisphere nations? It leaves them behind yep. and. South Africa are a massive draw, a ma- the world champions, but they're a massive televisual draw, broadcasting draw. Um, and I think that would be a, it would be a, it would be a selfish decision from the South African Rugby Union to do it because it would leave others knackered potentially or struggling also who don't deserve it. Um, also, it's, it's one of those decisions that I realise money has to be made and we all make decisions based on money, but Again, I'll say it again. The the only if the only way people believe the game can grow and improve is by injecting shed loads more cash into it. I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong. It's not the only way the product can be made better. It's not the only way. Um, like, and you know, you can see things that happen, like like Ireland, Italy. It's like, oh my god, we've got this massive game, South Africa, England, the Six Nations, right? two red cards and it's boring. I mean, these things can still happen and do happen quite regularly. So it's, I don't know. I, yeah, in short, don't like the idea at all. It's the end of Italian rugby as well. Like where do they go from there? Yeah, exactly. I don't, don't like it at all. And Uh, I don't think it will happen. By the way, I know this is a a Six Nations thing, but just a very quick mention on a game I was at yesterday being Sunday. I was at um, Northampton against Exeter and what a game. 31-34 it finished. Ooh, um, I'll have to watch the highlights. Genuinely, mate, some brilliant stuff. Some brilliant stuff. They went out to a really good lead, Saints, carving them up. Tom Collins, exceptional. I mean, James Grayson played well. Everyone played well. A couple of things, couple of things 
we noticed. First of all, Chris Boyd before the game, I took the mickey out of him after they finished his interview. Like, he wasn't there, obviously. I did it behind his back, yeah? But I was like, oh, my God, that is the most dour interview I think I've ever seen. It was so dour. Yeah. And it was like, God. And after the game, I mean, they lost, brutal. After the game, he was so dour. And it was almost like, you know, James Grayson played well, didn't he? Martin Bayfield said. And he was like, look, you know, in the end, he's like, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, he had a good game. Literally like that. It was like, oh my God. I honestly wonder if he's checked out of Saints already because I really like the guy, really like him, but he looked low, like properly, properly low. But the game was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's genuinely worth, at least watch the highlights, it's genuinely worth it. Yeah, really, really good. Oh, a little bit of news as well. I forgot to mention. Um, I played golf in uh, Jonathan Davis's golf day at the Grove in Watford on Thursday. Oh, raising, you won it, raising money for Valindra, which he's tell him you won it. Present patron of. Yeah, I won it. Well, you just did it. Um, tell him you played to one over. Played to one over, gross. Uh, playoff seven and led from the front, and never looked back. And sort of just want to say, you know, for for anyone. Or any players that are chasing their dream, just keep going, keep going, because one day you could be in my shoes and you could have won a shit bottle of wine and <laughs> fifty quid voucher to Cotton Traders. So, <laughs> <laughs> who's laughing now? It's a Cotton Traders shop, at a really crap motorway services. I think, I think it's think on the M5. I think there's one in Membry or Lee Delamere. Yeah, it's like what I don't understand. Um, who's buying rugby shirts at the services? Obviously, somebody. <laughs> Um, Alex Dzowski was there, wasn't it? And I, he yep. strikes me as the sort of guy that um, got a bit of welly behind him. Oh, Tommy. mate, mate! Like I thought, I could hit the ball quite far. Um, you th- can. You're famous for it. Th- this guy hits it 30 yards past. It's like the flight of the ball is like Rory, um, but still couldn't score as many points as me. So, what's his d- accuracy like, though? Direction? Joke, jokes on him. Uh, he's a good player. He is a good player. Um, but it's a shame. Probably, um, I've just got a bit more experience. Um, in the big games than him. I could see like he was playing with me and he's a little bit uptight, a little bit nervous, wanted to show off. Oh God, double lion, double lion. But yeah, you know, if he just relaxed a little bit more, um, he re- but we won as a team anyway. So myself, Mark Hazel, Sam Scott from Verve and... Oh, I know Sammy. And Alex, yeah, so... Uh, okay, the, the okay, team, The team rip and grip won and... Very good. Um, oh, one thing I did, we did notice during the Northampton game, right? Alex Mitchell was scrum half, such yep. a good player. And they play, when they're on it, which they were for large parts of the game, they play, oh, Ollie Woodburn, oh, there's an Ollie Woodburn finish. You've got to watch it. It's unbelievable. It's like the NFL. You've yep. got to watch Great. it. Great, we'll watch it's it. It's amazing. Amazing stuff. And it was a crucial moment, like, wow, from Joe Simmons and him. Anyway, so, uh, and Joe Simmons' goal kicking was just mega. Anyway, so Alex Mitchell, love him. Like, I... I'd have him in the England team or close, very or closer to it than he already is. About 50 minutes, 40, 50 minutes in, he was completely spent. He was compl- he was walking almost. He couldn't run. Yeah. He was completely finished. The ball, she, the Saints just lost all momentum because he could not get to the breakdowns. And I, Oz and I, Austin Healy and I were like, is he knackered? He goes, yeah, he's knackered. He's gone. He's completely gone. Then there was a try that Chiefs scored. It was so clear and the... The, the TMO said, no, I can't conclusively go against your no-try. And even Oz, Oz on, in commentary was like, get a grip. Yeah. I mean, it was properly... We, I hate digging out refs. As I said on air, we've all made mistakes. That is a mistake. If there's a ref you want to dig out, let's go for Mike Adamson. Yeah, I think... But then... Anyway, carry on. I wondered, if, I wondered if that was a couple of games too early for Mike. But, um, but then it was... I was like, oh, God, that is bad. That is a that is a bad call, but Chiefs won it anyway, so I guess there's a bit of justice there. But really interesting to see Mitchell had got a yellow card in the end for deliberate knock on and had ten minutes off. And I think he I think he didn't did he finish the game? No, did he? Can't remember. No, I don't think he did. But he was absolutely shattered, mm. and that is interesting because I was like, you know, basically along the lines of don't know why Eddie Jones doesn't pick him more, and Austin Healy's like, you're watching that, or I think I said if you're England's coach and you're watching that. And Austin said, you know, he's, maybe he's not fit enough. Don't know. Quite interesting. Um, yeah, but the, the Woodburn finish. Oh, my days. Okay, I'll watch it. All right. Um, Flatty, that's about 45 minutes. Um, good well, for boy, us. That'll do us, wouldn't it? Didn't have the normal preamble. Um, tell us if you like the format. Should we just go more rugby heavy? No. Or, no. Okay. Or do you want to know what we ate? 
Can I just tell you what I ate? I mean, I did text you, but right. should I tell the listeners what I ate on Saturday? It, this is terrible, mate. Yeah, I know. This um, is life on the road. Started off with a cooked breakfast at Lensbury. Um, someone spotted me, filled my plate up. Thank you, whoever that was. Uh, then when I got to Twickenham, I had a traditional Cornish pasty because I didn't have time to have food in the green room. And then when I was in commentary, there was a couple of meat pies being thrown around. Um, so I had two of them. Uh, they're only small ones, like the size of your hand, palm of your hand. Then um, on the way back to my car, which I parked on Chertsey Road, um, someone was selling hot dogs from their garden. So I bought a hot dog from the garden. It was really nice. Um, st- stopped off at the services, you know, the one uh, through Bracknell. And didn't go for a KFC. Went into Waitrose, saw Phil Chapel, aka Len, in there. Bought some fruit because I thought, oh, you know, better have something to help me poo. And uh, a little bit of chicken breast. And then by the time I was getting home, it was about half ten. I was driving through Newport, stopped off by the Celtic Manor and got double cheeseburger, nine nuggets. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, and I wonder why I'm looking at myself now and I I look like a slug. I'm to put some salt on me now. That's what I need. Put a load of salt on. That's how, it, that's how you get rid of slugs. Salt. So. Yeah, you're you're toxic. Yep, yep. But I'm going. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going healthy. I feel this sick week. talking about it. I'm going healthy this week. I feel anyway, sick talking yeah, about it. Anyway, yeah. So basically, I've got time to get healthy this week. I'm going healthy in two weeks. I tried a Flatman diet for a day and didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible bastard. Yeah. Well done, All boy. Right, mate. Nice one. Later. Bye, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.